Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Stephen Ruiz joins me now on our West Her Hotline. Stephen, thanks so much, man, for joining me uh, and making time on your weekend. I uh, I very much appreciate it, man. No problem. I came in on a, on a bad day. I have to admit, with my Not, down for the season. Yeah, yeah, it's it, definitely a tough day, no doubt for Bills fans. And and frankly, you know, I think a lot of people here in Buffalo there there are very you know, listen, fans tend to have varying opinions on their favorite players and who's most important and, you know, so on and so forth. Don't get it twisted. Everybody here in Buffalo knows just how important Micah Hyde is to to making that defense play the way that it does, particularly on the back end. It's a big blow, and he's really a fan favorite. I mean, uh, people really here in the city of Buffalo love that guy. Yeah, like going into this matchup with the Dolphins, and I know we'll get to it later, but that was the safety pairing was yep. a big deal for for me, like looking at the game and what we saw happen in Baltimore on Sunday with the Ravens obviously busting a few coverages and losing that game as a result, I, I thought this was going to be a good test for both the Dolphins' offense and the Bills' defense. And now, kind of watered down a little bit just because you don't have that. Like you said, like I don't know if he's the most important player on the defense, but him and Poyer together in tandem are probably the most important facet of the defense. Yeah, no doubt about it, and. And I think, too, especially with like the, the defense that Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier run, it's very reliant. And it's it's the one thing that can disguise having a sixth-round rookie starting at one corner and another sixth-round player in Dane Jackson starting at the other corner, right? I mean, that's that's how you sort of can disguise um, if you're, you know, whatever your level of confidence in either of those players are. When you've got Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer on the backside, you, you tend to feel relatively good about whoever's playing in front of them. But... Um, yeah, Stephen, like, I, I think the one area that, that I'm maybe most interested, at least with you, in, in starting to get into in this matchup is the Bills now have 20 straight victories. Their last 20 wins have come by 10 points or more. And I'm wondering, you know, we, I don't know what your thoughts are about the Titans team. That, maybe that could be a separate conversation. I, 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 they lost a lot of pieces, and Ryan Tannehill's never really been that guy. And I think that, you know, last year was relatively random and that's the beauty part beautiful part about football the randomness to it makes it so hard to predict and that's why we love what we do but overall Stephen like do you get the sense that this game is is certainly has all the feelings of a shootout now especially with Micah Hideout but if the Bills find a way to win this one I, I feel fairly confident they will is this going to be a game where they stamp their 21st consecutive win by double digits uh yeah I think so and, and more importantly than like looking at the final result of these games, I think just how they've looked, even if they didn't win the last game by, what was it, like 30 points, I think just watching how Josh Allen is operating at the line of scrimmage and 
handling that offense, even if they only win by like seven or 10, I'm still coming away from this game. If that continues the Josh Allen's maturity and how he's evolved as a quarterback before and after the snap, like I'm feeling good as a Buffalo fan, regardless of the result. If, if Josh Allen is playing like this, I don't care what happens for the rest of the season. Just get me to the playoffs and we're going to ride that guy for four games or three games, however long it takes. Steven, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Allen and like the maturity and the difference that you see this year. And listen, like the thing you knew about Josh Allen, the thing that got him to where he is, is the off script stuff. It's the ability to extend plays and, and make throws on the run. And maybe, you know, Jalen Ramsey will tell you that that play in the fourth quarter, that touchdown to Stephon Diggs, where he's running 13 point whatever miles per hour and flicks his wrist and the ball goes 55 yards down the field. Um, those are the plays that you think you know Josh Allen for. But early on this season, he's got the, – the area that I'm most interested in and I may be most impressed in the development is he's become a an elite processor um, of defenses. And it, it starts to feel like he's in year five. And in and, and year five, you start to feel like you've seen just about everything defenses are going to throw at you. And in that matchup, getting the ball out of your hands in under 2.3 seconds and last week too, it just seems like now he's really rounded out his game. So if you want to do X, he has Z. And if you want to roll Z, he's got X to, to throw back in your face. And I think that rounding of his game is really where that next step was for Allen. I, I, again, I don't, I don't maybe want to build in here that I think we know what his ceiling is, but if now he can turn into the elite pocket passer – I'm wondering if there's still parts of that ceiling we haven't quite seen yet. Yeah, and I think actually this game coming up is a good test for him because so far through two weeks he's been doing the he's been making the underneath throws he's been getting rid of the ball quickly, but both the Titans and the Rams played so soft on defense and that's a result of of Josh Allen's arm right they don't want to give up the deep stuff, but I want to see it, how he operates like in this quick game against a team that's willing to press and I think the Dolphins are willing to press that's their their MO. That's their brand of defense. And they had the corners to do it. So I, I want to see if he's still getting rid of the ball quickly against like man coverage, tight man coverage. And if he does, then it's like, okay, there is no ceiling on this guy. I don't know what to do with him. If he's operating on this level, like he can throw deep, he can throw off play action, he can throw from under center, he can throw from the gun, he can get rid of the ball quickly, he can hold on to the ball and make a play. Like, what do you do with a thing like that? And he's the size of a linebacker and runs a 4 4 or whatever, 4 5. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about quarterbacks like this. I do know that if I'm a, uh, another team who doesn't have a quarterback like this, and I would say there's 29 other teams that don't, I'm trying really hard to find the next one that comes along. Yeah, and, and I think, too, the most interesting part about this matchup, and you mentioned you know, the willingness for Miami to play that press man. I agree. And maybe this will be the most interesting point going into this game is whether Xavier Howard is 100%. I don't think he will right. be. He was a limited participant this week at practice with a groin injury. You know, do you feel like if you're Mike McDaniel, if you are this Dolphins coaching staff, to go out there and say, we already don't have Byron Jones, and now we're going to rely on a 70, 80% Xavier Howard, is it in our best interest to, and I asked this to Marcel Louis Jacques, who covers the team for ESPN, I kind of asked him, like, do you believe that this is the type of coaching staff that says, we know who the opponent is, but we know what we do, and we, we are going to re remain who we are despite you know, Josh Allen's passing, passer rating against, you know, press coverage. And d despite his passer rating against the blitz, we're still going to blitz and play man because that's who we are. Like, is that, 
is that a recipe for maybe the Dolphins to realize like early on in this game, like, okay, yeah, we're going to have to try to figure out something that we don't do well and we're going to have to try to go to that? Or, or do you believe that this is the kind of roster or this is the type of football team in, in Miami that will kind of just blindly continue to do what they do? I think they're going to do what they do. And I think when you're a team like this on the rise and you're trying to make a statement against a divisional rival that's, that's won some games and done some things the past few years, I think you kind of have the mentality where you want to beat them doing what you do best rather than losing a game where you try to go to plan B or plan C that you're not really good at. And if you look at the first two games and the Rams and the, the Titans played the soft coverage, it didn't really work. So I don't know why you would be confident Using that strategy going in against Josh Allen, the way he's playing right now, maybe if this was like week one, the last time he saw Josh Allen was last year when maybe he wasn't playing like this. But now that you've seen these first two weeks and he's playing like Peyton Manning, basically, <laughs> I don't know if you want to play that, that brand of defense. You know, though, I want to say that we haven't really seen the emergence of Dawson Knox and or Isaiah McKenzie yet. And if you followed along with Bill's Twitter and the Bill's beat it all, you'd know that Isaiah McKenzie was kind of the story of training camp. Like, is this guy that really stood out and was taking the next step in this offense? I got the sense if you're going to run press man, he's just going to run crossers down your throat, and Josh Allen's going to have the ability to – and that's maybe the one area of Allen's game that has impressed me, and it was on display in that game last year where Isaiah goes off for like 11 and 149 in a score against the, the Patriots. It's just like he's got every type of throw in his bag. And listen, when you are when you have a Jamarcus Russell arm, you get the sense that you have this arm arrogance that you're just going to make every throw. And Josh Allen absolutely has that. The thing that has been most interesting to me, and he said this early on in his in his career, talking about like the game of golf and like being able to go to other clubs. Like you don't hit your pitching wedge like your driver, right? Like there's you want a different ball flight, you want a different level of spin, you want a little different, uh, you want more accuracy with those shorter clubs, and like. He has really so far, and that was the most displayed I've seen it, but even so far this year, the display of being able to manipulate his arm angle and manipulate the type of velocity and, and, and ball positioning, that's really kind of how a, a quarterback with his arm strength maybe bucks the trends of guys that just throw fastballs. Yeah, like I, I do my quarterback rankings on the ringer, and there's a category that I grade every quarterback in called arm talent. And like there are guys with strong arm like Trey Lance for instance sure. has a very strong arm and like in theory you would think his arm talent would be a 10 out of 10 but he can't change speed he can't throw a change up he only has the fastball he doesn't have a curveball he doesn't have a slider and I think that's the difference between Allen and a guy like Lance who like you said is just like a, he's a power pitcher he can't change speed and Allen has evolved past that and honestly like I don't think it was ever a problem for him there were times when he's threw a fastball when he should have put some more touch on it, but he always seemed like a quarterback who was willing to do that, like willing to change speeds. I think he's just honed it better in the last couple of years. And like you said, this year it's just been, I mean, that's, that's the thing with him. You could talk about the processing and all that, but the fact that he has an arm that's capable of getting the ball wherever it needs to be, and he can get it up and over defenders and get it around defenders. That's what makes him so special. That's what makes the bills offense work because they can attack any part of the field that they want at any given moment. And there are only like four teams that can say that also. 
Uh, Stephen Ruiz here of The Ringer on our Western Hotline talking Bills, Dolphins. And uh, kudos to us for fitting in two separate sports references right. in that uh, discussion right there of Josh Allen. But I want to trans- I want to transition because I do want to talk about the Dolphins here. Before we move to the Dolphins, last thing on the Bills. Ken Dorsey, through two games, um, I-, I said this to Marcel, like there has not been fundamental scheme change. There's no new route combinations. There is a an abundance of personnel usage, way more than we saw with Brian Dable and disguising pre to post snap. And, you know, I also want to maybe point out a trust and ownership in the offense from Josh Allen. There is a lot of check with me's. There is a lot of ownership in this offense from Josh Allen. But a lot of that is just the trust that Ken Dorsey has in him. Yeah, I, and I'm not surprised. Like, that was the talk going into the season. But going back to his time with the Panthers, I think he was – I don't think he was offensive coordinator. I think he was quarterback coach. Yep. But that was like their MO, was changing for, uh, personnel, changing formations, playing with uh, formations within certain personnel groupings. And we're seeing that. And they have way better tools to do it with. Like when you have a guy like Stefan Diggs, who you can put anywhere and you can trust him to win one-on-one, that just makes things so much easier. And then you add in the layer of having Allen who can do anything. Then you have a fullback who is very, very versatile and can catch a pass out in the flat and then turn it into a touchdown like we saw against the Titans. Like, they just have so many options that I think offensive coordinators around the league are jealous of Kent Dorsey, but there are many guys that have had talent like sure. and haven't been able to put it together like he has. And through two weeks, it's been perfect, and I had question marks about him going in because he had never called plays, but he's passed every, every test so far. Yeah, you know, and, and same with the current Panthers offensive coordinator, you know, Ben McAdoo, known for his creativity, no doubt about that. <laughs> Steve, Steven Ruiz on the Western Hotline here with me from the ringer. I got a couple more for him here. Um, so looking at the Dolphins and looking at Tua Tonga Viola um, and through two weeks, and, and, and Corey and I, not math guys, will never, we'll never claim to be math guys, but, you know, I, I look at through the first two games in eight quarters, two I mean, really outstanding quarters of football. Um, how do you juggle the context of the game, the defense they were playing, the breakdowns and coverages we saw, the questionable schemes that they were throwing out, zero blitzes against Tua, um, just didn't make a lot of sense to me with the guys that he has at the wide receiver position. Like, how do you balance and juggle knowing that you do want to give the guy some credit for showing something that we've kind of that he has not really shown yet in this in his career, but also understanding. Like the Ravens aren't, you know, the '84. You know, they're 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 not they're not the the undefeated Bears defense. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's tough. Like you don't want to come off as like a hater, but when you watch the game, and let's talk about the two deep passes to Tyree Kill. Was that something that we didn't think Tua could do before Sunday? Like hit a wide open deep ball, right? Right. With no one, like no, it isn't. And I think that's how people kind of overreact to individual performances. Like, let's, let's bring up the Panthers again. Let's bring up Baker Mayfield. Like, last year, he, he would have a bad game, a bad stretch, and people would be down on him. And then he'd have, like, one game where they just run play action all day. And he, he averages 20 yards per attempt on play action. And, and people are like, oh, Baker's back. And it's like, no, we knew he could do that. Right. And I think, like, 80% of Tua's performance on Sunday was stuff that we already knew he could do. We knew he was accurate. We knew he could get rid of the ball. We knew if there was a clean pocket, he's going to get the ball to the receiver. I do think he deserves some credit because he made some tight window throws over the middle of the field that didn't get a lot of uh, a, a lot of attention. Those are plays that I didn't know he could do, but those are small plays. But the big plays that we look at, I, they they don't move the needle for me. I mean, I think if any quarterback misses those throws, we make fun of them on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. We all dunk on them, and we're yep. all you know, oh, what a bad miss. The fact that he make made them, okay, good. Like you have to make the throws, he gets credit for that. But I didn't 
change, in my opinion, of them after Sunday's game. I think I'm with you. And and listen, I like again, it's it's the level of trying to balance like, hey, yes, you made the throws and those are important and the throws were there to be made. Um, but it's the things that, you know, that there's still the questions out about to it is when there's pressure, can he create and and can mm-hmm. he can he extend a play and make a throw on the run, you know? We I mean, to Mike, to Mike McDaniel's credit, he's not running an offense where you're going to see a lot of naked boot action and asking Tua to roll to his right and flip his hips and throw across the field. That stuff's not going to happen because, you know, he can't do those things. So, you know, I do wonder, you know, the evolution of this Dolphins offense. Like, if I were to ask you today what this offense looks like and what that Dolphins team looks like by, like, week 10, week 12, you know, do you, are we kind of, I think, collectively overreacting and he'll likely regress back to closer to the mean? Or do you believe that Mike, the genius of Mike McDaniel and the brilliance of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell will probably allow him to, like, wade water higher to his ceiling? Uh, it's tough because, like, through seven quarters of the season, he wasn't, ha- he wasn't playing very well. Like, he had, the Dolphins had scored two, three touchdowns on the season. I think they only scored once against the Patriots. The second touchdown was a defensive score. Yep. So we're really banking on one quarter here, and that one quarter we saw two, like, 50-plus yard touchdowns pad the stats a little. So I don't even know if, like, it's regression. I think it's just not – if they don't play, like, that fourth quarter going forward and they don't play a defense with busting coverages every other snap, then I don't know if it's, like, something where we're talking about two as the top 15, 10 quarterback at the end of the year. I don't even know if there's a debate like there was with Jimmy G, whether he's good or not. Sure. I think we have to wait and see before we can say that this is even going well yet. I do right. think there are early signs and flashes that Mikey Daniel is doing a good job. But with Tua, it's still very hit or miss. To me, Stephen, like, I, I view this in the same light as I do Josh Allen, right? Because to me, it's less about when Josh Allen plays at his ceiling. Because when he plays at his ceiling, there's probably not a team, unless – at the same time, Patrick Mahomes is playing at a ceiling. I don't think there's another real, and, and probably Justin Herbert too, are probably the only yeah. two quarterbacks in football that when they're at their ceiling can match punch for punch what Josh Allen does. To me, it's less about that. It's like, how good can the Bills be when Josh Allen's playing at his floor? And that's the thing with Tua is I think we saw the ceiling. The problem is that was the first time in two, two years and two games that we've seen a ceiling from, from Tua Tungabiola. And it's far more about when he plays at his floor how competitive can that Dolphins offense really be? Yeah, and that's my big question because we, we haven't seen like a total disaster from Tua, but we've seen some plays that haven't looked real great. And if like we see more of those in one game, I think we're going to go back to the same questions we had before the season. Like I'm thinking of the, the, the very first throw of the season. It, there's like a bobble snap, yep. but he has time in the pocket. Tyreek Hill is wide open downfield, and he just throws it 10 yards short. Like those plays have to be concerning elite NFL quarterbacks did not miss throws like that that poorly and he's still doing it and there are still plays where he panics and throws into coverage there are still plays where he'll start getting happy feet in the pocket and take a bad sack and fumble I don't think he's proven anything yet I maybe I'm in the minority there but one quarter against busted coverage again it's, it's not moving the needle for me 
And by the way, Stephen, Tuanon would like you to know that that first pass of the season was tipped at the line of scrimmage. So I just stayed. I, look, look, I studied that tape and I watched it like the Zabruder film over and over again. That ball was not tipped. No, it wasn't. That ball was not tipped. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, sir, it was not. All right, Stephen, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much for making time and, and being so generous with it on your weekend. I know you were on yesterday. We love you here at the station. You do great work, and we'll continue following along and uh, keep up the great work, man, and uh, enjoy the season, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. I know Buffalo loves me. They do. They're Well, they're being you're being force-fed down their throats whether they like it or not, yeah. so uh, they don't have a choice <laughs> in the matter. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> thanks, brother. Appreciate you. All right, thanks. Stephen Ruiz there on our West Her- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.